Welcome back, my friends. This is Evangelist Mike McCurry. I'm joined once again by Pastor Mark Sigstad. You're going to want to hear his testimony. He gave a little bit of it yesterday. If you missed that, you missed out. You need to go find the podcast version of Bible Track Echoes. Just search on Spotify, Google Play Store, the Google uh, Podcast, Apple Podcast, TuneIn, you name it. Just search for Bible Track Echoes. You can find our podcast and listen to the archived versions. But you're here with us right now. So don't go anywhere. Before we jump back into our interview with Pastor Mark, let me tell you about a gospel track that might be the right gospel track for right now. You see, we're approaching Resurrection Sunday, one of the Christian's highlights. Really, you could almost consider the Christian's Super Bowl. It's bigger than any game played with pigskin. Jesus Christ rose bodily from the grave triumphantly over sin, and he did it for you. That's the gospel. That's what it's all about, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, we call it Easter these days, but there's a gospel tract I'm holding in my hand called He Is Not Here. Where is he not? Who are we talking about? First of all, we're talking about Jesus Christ, and what we're saying is he is not here. He's not in the grave anymore. As I just mentioned, he rose after dying on a cross. He vicariously suffered. What that means is he died in our place. He paid the penalty. If you don't know Christ as your eternal Lord and Savior, I'd love to talk to you about that. Now, you've heard this before, but if you have been a faithful listener and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is the day. Don't put it off. We just heard about Pastor Mark yesterday telling us his salvation testimony. He thought he was saved. He gave himself the title of Christian, but he came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I can speak for him when he's, when I would say he's so glad he did. You should do that today. If you have questions about it, you can reach out to me right now. I'll respond to you. You can text me at this phone number. I'll give it to you slow. Grab a pen, grab your paper, maybe grab your phone right now. Just type it in. Send me a text. Are you ready? 3093 one six seven two four zero. If you have a question, if you have a Bible question, maybe you have questions about the state of your eternal soul, text me. Ready? Three zero nine three one six seven two four zero. Now, if you do know the Lord is your Savior, you need to use gospel tracts. You need to evangelize the lost. You need to go to BibleTracksInc.org. BibleTracksInc.org. You can order gospel tracts like He is Not Here. Now, you need to order them today because if you want them in time for Resurrection Sunday to give out before Easter, you need to get that get them now. Now, we have Pastor Mark in the studio with us today. I'm so glad he's here. Missionary in West Africa for now over four decades, thereabouts? Four decades. Praise I'm, the Lord. Now, for those of you listening, that means that I am not a young man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have gray hair and I have wrinkles. And I've told my kids I've earned every one. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the wrinkles we have, the laugh lines we have, you know, I'm so thankful for that. Uh, you know, yesterday I talked about how God led us to Africa and how we got there and, and how God, you know, opened the doors. But, you know, one of the things that I kind of, you know, just want to remind people, you know, I know what it's like to be in a church and not have peace. Mm. There's a lot of a lot of Christians, you know, or a lot of people who go to church, and they're kind of like I was. You know, they kind of got, you know, and not in a bad way, but they kind of got trapped. Mm-hmm. You know, they went to church and they kind of fit in, and they, you know, and and then they start hearing the gospel, and 
you know, maybe, you know, somebody talked to them and, and they felt pressured. So they said a prayer, mm-hmm. but they never really trusted the Lord. And, and now they've grown and they feel like I, I can't make it right. What do I do? I don't want to be embarrassed. You know, one thing I will tell you is this. When, when I finally did get saved, not one person criticized me. Everybody rejoiced. You know, the fact that I actually was born again. And I will say this, when I, when I did get, you know, when I did get saved, uh, there was a load lifted from me mm-hmm. and there's a peace in my heart. It's not always been easy, right. but the peace in my heart and the face, the trials and the difficulties that come along with just everyday life. You know, I, being a Christian doesn't mean we're not going to have problems. Right. Yeah, being a Christian simply means we're going to have problems with Jesus walking with us, Amen. and I'm grateful for that. Now, there was another application point from yesterday that came to mind while you were talking. You said it grabbed me how when the Lord really impressed upon your heart, a missionary from Africa or to Africa was speaking, and you thought missions was something that Bible college kids did. You thought it was for the younger generation. You were a family man. You had a wife, right. you had children, and yet God called you and burdened your heart for that. Right. So talk to some people that we have so many listeners right now in good churches doing what they believe God wants them to do, and rightly so, Sunday school teachers, right. faithful amen, yes. and, and women. Talk to those people. If God's speaking to their heart about something, not necessarily more, just different from what they're doing, and maybe it involves a foreign field, talk to those people for just a moment. Well, one of the things that I found that that we sometimes, uh, you know, we talk about the American dream, mm-hmm. and we set our focus on what we want. And one of the things that, that I learned, and I don't know, I don't remember who taught me this, but, but that person basically put it this way. He said, what we do, in my case, I, I already had a good job. I was working in a radiology department, you know, I had a good education. I had good money coming in, you know, and, I, and, and in reality, I was in my own mind, I was living the American dream. And so this man, he said, Mark, what you've done is you've taken like a sheet of paper and you've write, you wrote out everything that you want and you're doing. And then what you do is you turn it up and hold it to God and say, now sign my plans mm. and approve what I want. Mm. And he said, what you need to do, he says, take a plain sheet of paper. And instead of you filling it out, you sign the bottom and then hand it to God and say, okay, Lord, fill it out. Mm. And, and I think sometimes what we do is, we, our attitude is, you know, let's say a missions conference. That's for, you know, to challenge the young people. But yet God sometimes will change the direction of our life as an older person. Right. You know, and when I mean older, I'm not talking about, you know, 60, but there's nothing wrong with being 60 and having God say, you know what, uh, there's something more I want you to do. Right. And, and I, you know, I, I referenced Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I believe every Christian at some point in time should literally walk forward in their church service, maybe during an invitation, and go to that altar and say, okay, Lord, here's my body. Not just my tithes and offering. Right. Not just my prayer time. Not just my Bible time. But you're putting your body on the altar and saying, Lord, whatever you want, I'll do. And that's handing God that blank sheet of paper. You've signed it. Amen. And it can, it can be scary. It can be a challenge because we get set in our ways. Now, uh, you know, I, I ended up quitting a job to go on deputation. As I ended yesterday, you know, I, mm-hmm. I quit my job, did deputation. But then when we sent our passports to the Nigerian embassy to go as missionaries, they basically sat on the application. Not, they weren't being mean. 
they were going through a process. And I was not prepared to do that process for, you know, like four months. <laughs> and so, you know, it was like, okay, maybe God's closing the door. And the day that I was offered the job in Chicago, uh, working in a, a you know a, a brand new radiology department, and I was going to be like a boss, and and I there was good money offered and good benefits offered, and Linda and I talked about it, and I told the doctor, the, the radiology group, when they made the offer, you know, he's like, what would you like? And I said, yeah, I'll take the job. And and when it was all done, you know, I hung up the phone. And we literally, the honest truth is, we kind of had peace about it because it was like had God closed the door. And so I picked up the phone, called the Nigerian embassy, and I spoke with a man there in their visa section. And I said, you've got eight passports. All of them have the surname, all right, last name of Sigstead. And I called off the name, you know, Mark, Linda, and then I named our six kids. And I said, now, you've had those passports for like three months. You haven't granted the visa, so I want you to send them back. You know, and the man said, okay, just hold on. Let me go get him, make sure I got all eight. And, you know, he put me on hold for like, like a minute. And he, when he came back on, he's like, okay, I've got all eight, eight passports. And he called the names. And, uh, and he said, uh, the visa was granted yesterday. Mm. And he said, what do you want me to do? And I said, put him in a FedEx envelope and send him to me. And I hung up the phone and my wife was standing right there. And she said, we're going to Africa. You know, and, and in my mind, I, and I did, I picked up the phone and I called that doctor back and I said, I am going to go to Africa instead of taking this job. And he thought I wanted more money. Hmm. And when our conversation was done, I told him it wasn't about the money. It was basically, you know, I get this, what God wants. He told me this. He said, Mark, he said, I have lost good people to other organizations, you know, for money. But this is the first time I've lost to God. <laughs> and the honest truth is, for me, uh, it was integrity. It was almost like God was saying, you know, holding his hands out and saying, okay, on one side is the job you love in America. On the other hand is lost people and my will. Which one do you really want? Mm. And, and God let me make the choice. And it was never the wrong choice. It Amen. was going to Africa and, and you know— with all the, the challenges and the, you know, the so-called dangers and, and the, the excitement of that we're missionaries. Right. And, and I was excited about that. And so we, we you know, we packed our bags and, uh, you know, we got our, our passports, we packed our bags and, you know, we, you know, we're here talking about, we're going to talk about tracks in a minute, right. but we went to Africa in, you know, 1985 and we didn't know what we needed. And one of the things that we knew was like, okay, I'm going to be a pastor. I've got to have something to start my church with. So, you know, a few hymn books, you know, we had Bibles, but I needed something for advertisement, mm -hmm. you know, because in America, it's what kind of what we use, you know, tracks to kind of let people know, you know, we've got a church. It's like what I call like, okay, it's like almost like a business card. Right. But I soon found out in Nigeria, there's a different use for tracks, big time. Mm -hmm. And so I took a box of tracks and I think we had about maybe five or 6,000 tracks. Now in America, five or 6,000 tracks is a lot of tracks, but I soon found that five or 6,000 tracks in Africa is not near enough, <laughs> but it was exciting to, you know, pack our family and, uh, you know, the, the trip to New York, uh, we were living in the Chicago area and, um, I, I'm a cheap guy. I'm saving money for God. And I found cheap tickets flying from New York, but didn't figure the cost of like getting from Chicago to New York. So we rented a U-Haul. 
Now, don't tell the state police this. Please keep this quiet. <laughs> but we had a U-Haul truck, and there was room in the front seat for three people. I drove, and we strapped in two of our kids. Now, we have six kids, and Linda and the other guys rode in the back. Tune in tomorrow to hear about that part of the story. Well, that's like just the scratching the surface, just barely, of some of the crazy true stories. But I have one last question as in the last 30 seconds here. 35 years since you called that gentleman back and said, no, I'm going to Africa. 35 years later, how much do you regret that decision? Oh, man, I, no regrets at all. Amen. Absolutely none. And here's the thing. If you live for Christ, that can be your testimony as well. You right. can live That's right. regret Free. I want to thank you for joining us today. You've got to join us tomorrow. We're going to talk about gospel tracks, some amazing stories. This is the Bible Checked Echoes radio program. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for His glory. Now you have to join us tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him. <music>